Hello, and welcome back to another episode of DC to Cali. I'm your host, D'Angelo, D'Angelo Ned. Uh, what I wanted to do was talk to you guys about uh, today, um, a little bit about friends and uh, and feeling accepted. Uh, and um, some of this is gonna go a little into kind of the high school age kids and, and their mindset, and even some middle school age kids and their mindset. Uh, and it could possibly reach some people, you know, at, at my current age, which is um, over 30, we'll just go at that. Um, so uh, before I get started, I wanted to um, thank people for, for uh, you know, sending me a text message or uh, reaching out to me in regards to my mom. A uh, quick update on her um, is that right now she is um, in a, a medical, medically induced coma um, right now, and they are going to begin giving her treatment today as far as, uh, medications towards, uh, the coronavirus. Um, so mom is a fighter. Uh, I know she'll pull through and, and she'll, she'll be okay. Um, she's always been strong, so I don't expect anything, anything less from that. Um, the, the one thing, one of the topics or one of the areas that I wanted to kind of go into was fitting in and being accepted. Um, fitting in was kind of tough. Uh, naturally, I'm a, a shy person. If uh, if I don't know you, I'm not going to say anything. Um, I was always the type of person to observe and, and see how people act. And uh, that kind of gave me a, an idea of who, that, who they were and how my interaction with them would be. Um, so sometimes for some people who are quiet or shy, it can come across as, you know, just being kind of, you know, arrogant. Um, and that wasn't me at all. Uh, it was just one of those deals where I just, you know, needed to see who they were and, and how they acted. Um, so that was, you know, the, the tough part for me. Um, and fitting in was a little hard. Like I said in previous episodes is when you have um, a family that, isn't the same, you know, make as you or have the same, uh, you know, um, like kind of culture that you have or isn't your same race. If we're just getting, getting to the point, um, it makes it tough. You know, it, it sometimes it makes it tough to be trusted in the sense of, uh, people really knowing, you know, do you really know where you're from? Do you really know what you're all about? Do you really know your culture? Um, and any little thing that I did that had people second guess that, um, all of a sudden I was categorized as being someone who, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a real black person. Um, so that could come from anything from the way I dressed, how I acted, how I spoke. Um, and it made it tough, you know, and like I said before, the big thing for me was, you know, belonging and fitting in and how I did that was through sports. So um, for me, you know, football was my my number one sport. But obviously I, I played basketball, uh, baseball, ran track, um, and that was my avenue. And so for some kids, you know, people have different avenues of how they reach others. And for me, it was through sports. Um, and, and seeing that, you know, that's, that's kind of the way I got accepted. Um, and then people started realizing and hearing my story and knowing a little bit more about me. And then they started getting a better idea of, 
of who I was and I was no different than they were. Um, and I always say, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. But if we're being honest, we all do it. We all judge people. Um, the moment any of you met me, you judged me right away. Um, and some of you are still getting to kind of know me or know me better just from listening to, to my story and what I'm telling you. Uh, so it, it's one of those deals where it's easy to say that, but if we're being honest, we all do it. I've done it. Everyone does it. Um, so, um, you know, we could easily just say, let's go ahead and, and push things to the side and, and get to know someone. Um, and sometimes their actions obviously give you a different perspective of who that person is. And, and that's what I like to kind of go across and go off of. And I think that's why I was so and why I'm so kind of standoffish and or quiet at times is just because I'm just trying to get to know the person um, and see how they are. So that kind of gives me a better a better fit or a better idea. Um, but sometimes I was kind of a it, it worked against me. It didn't really help as much. Uh, one of the one of my pet peeves is just being considered a jock. Like, I, I don't like that. I don't like the word. I don't like it at all. And, you know, to me, I feel like I was much much bigger than that and, and much better than that. Um, you know, and it, it grew over time. Uh, when I was younger, it was tough just simply because uh, I just did so well in sports and that's just how everyone knew me. And if I did well on a math test or spelling test or whatever it was, it was this shock. Like they didn't understand like, how, what, how, how? how? And that upset me and kind of fueled me a little bit more in a sense of wanting to do better. Um, the one thing that I struggled in was uh, was reading. And it wasn't the fact that I didn't know how to read, I just did not like reading. Um, and a lot of that I think had to do with the fact that when I was young, my mom never read to me. My mom never, you know, got a book and said, here, let me read you a bedtime story before going, that didn't happen. And so for me, I didn't really think at the time that reading was that important. I knew I needed it. And I accepted that and I always knew how to read. Um, that wasn't a problem. I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, and I felt like when I was adopted into this new family, that was something that, you know, they were big on, like reading. And I didn't understand why. Um, and for the longest time, uh, it, it took me a while to get kind of kind of used to that, just simply because it was something that I couldn't, I didn't like taking the time to to read something and have my imagination decipher what it was. I just like the glam pictures or movies and, and like you know, having it show me like, this is how it's made out and this is how it's panning out. Um, I didn't like that, you know? So for me, it was just, like I said, in DC, it was sports, playing, hanging out, doing homework, doing well in school, and staying out of trouble. If I did those things, I was okay. But when I came to California, it was a little broader than that. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you can do all those things, but this is what's important as well. And um, that too kind of helped me develop a little bit more. But at the same time, like I said, it hurt too. Because if you are looked at, in my perspective of what I went through, what I was looked at as, okay, he's intelligent, he's smart, he's not, he's not that typical black guy. So he's not going to be the person who either you're attracted to or what you thought he would be. And what that person may be attracted to, you know, and so um, or it, it also it, it hurt too. just being um, for me, just having a, a dark complexion and, um, 
you know, I'll get into this a little later, but I always joke around and say that the 80s was hard growing up being dark skin just because you didn't really feel accepted. Like it, it was tough. Um, so I'll get into that a little later, but going back to being, you know, fitting in and being accepted as far as um, being black, it was just one of those deals where you were pigeonholed as a certain type. And some people were attracted to that, some weren't. And so uh, either people looked at me, some people looked at me and thought that that's exactly how it was. And I don't want anything to do with that. Or some people looked at me and knew, okay, I know he's black, but he's really not black. You know, he, he, he reads well, he writes well, he doesn't get in trouble. Um, he does this, he does that. So no, 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 that's really, that's really not my type. He's a good guy type of deal. And so I, I struggled with that a little bit in high school, just being a, a, a good guy. And, and I'm okay with that. And, and that's, that's fine. And, uh, it was something that kind of followed me through for the rest of my life of just trying to make sure that I, um, respect people. And that goes back to my mom of, you know, never disrespecting women, never disrespecting anyone for that matter. Um, and you know, I, I do my best to live through that today. Uh, but in some cases there's a fine line between, you know, being a pushover and being like way too nice, you know? So, uh, I battled that a lot of being taken advantage of just simply because I was nice and people knew that. Um, and then the part of it is trying to flip that of when I'm trying to stand my ground. Now, all of a sudden, you know, I'm a dick. I'm not, you know, I'm mean like now, you know, how can, how can you say no to me? Um, so it took me some years to get through that as well. Um, the, the, another important part was just knowing the right from wrongs of, as far as picking friends and picking what to do. Like, I feel like every kid knows right from wrong. You know, when you're doing something right, you know, when you're doing something wrong. It's up to you to listen to, to that, to listen to that advice and take it in and really want to, to listen to it. Like you, you want to make sure you're doing right and not wrong. Um, and that was easy for me. And one of the reasons it was easy because I got spankings. Like I, it, it wasn't a swat on the butt. Um, there were belts, there were um, extension cords, there were uh, race car tracks, wooden spoons, slippers, switches, uh, anything at the time my mom could pretty much get her hands on if I was acting out of pocket, uh, I, I definitely got spanked for. Um, and it's something that, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I, you know, want sympathy for any of that or uh, that that those are things that I regret from her. No, not at all. Um, you know, and I'm not sitting here saying that it for myself personally, would I ever beat my child? No, never going to beat my child. But if she acts out of pocket, you know, there's no reason why she won't get a swat on the butt or something like that to to bring her back to reality uh, or stern, you know, kind of like, hey, like you, you need to focus type of deal. Um, but you know, that's not, that's not for everyone. And, you know, I'm, I'm not here trying to, you know, get people to go on my side or anything like that. I'm just saying that's just, that's, that's just my style. Um, that's how I was raised. Again, I'm not saying that that's what everyone should do. That's just how I was raised. Um, and it was way worse for me back then than it is now. Um, you know, and had my mom not done any of that. Do I think I would have still grown up to be just who I am today? Yeah, probably, possibly. Um, but at the same time, it definitely made me focus a little bit more. It made me definitely think about 
what I was doing. And part of me feels like there were way bigger consequences for me back then than there are for my daughter today, as far as like getting, getting into trouble, being in areas that uh, would really influence someone to want to do things that are, are not the right thing. Um, just her overall surroundings right now are way better than mine were at that, at that age, as, you know, as far as she's four right now. So as far as that age. So for me, it's just, you know, uh, really thinking about who you surround yourself with and who you, you know, who's your, who's your group? Who do you kick it with? Who are people that you consider your brothers or your girls or your boys, whatever it is, like, who's your family type of deal outside of your family? Um, and you know, that was something that's, that's huge for me and huge for, I think just people in general, if you surround yourself with people always say your friends are a reflection of who you are. So if you sit there and think about who you hang around, who you hang out with and what they do, um, that should tell you a whole lot about, you know, yourself and, you know, what's going on with you. Uh, you know, and I always kind of joke around about Cat Williams and he would say things in the sense of where, uh, without using his exact, exact words, but basically you need to put yourself around people who are continuing to like to better themselves because it's going to encourage you to, to do better. Like why be around people who aren't really doing anything and want to push themselves? That's going to make you mediocre. Like if you, if you want to be mediocre, go for it. By all means be mediocre. Um, but if you want to strive to be better, then, you know, advice would be to be around people who are who are trying to do that and who are wanting to do that and who are a positive influence on you and who do the right thing. Um, you know, I have a couple people, a few people in my life. Uh, and, you know, this is just me speaking from the heart of people in my group. You know, obviously I have Vic. Uh, that That's, you know, that's my brother. That's my boy. Uh, I have Jason Dion. Um, that's my brother. Uh, Mark Mass, that's my brother. Tim Roberts, you know, that's my brother. Um, you know, Dave Gorman, that's my brother. Uh, you know, I just have so many people that continue to, to push me. Um, and I'm not trying to leave people out. Uh, Jamie Shanker, she's, that's, that's, she, she's, she's up there. Um, man, uh, Steve Larson, there's just a lot of people uh, who definitely have definitely have uh, encouraged me to be better. Um, Marviel uh, Underwood, I don't really say a lot to Mar, but he's uh, talked to me a couple times about about things, and I appreciate him like reaching out. Uh, Robert Ortiz, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, Jr. Appreciate you. There's a lot of people I, I can't list everyone, um, but you know. I, I just try to do and be around people who are trying to better themselves. And uh, it's a solid group of people, you know? So um, thank you to definitely to those individuals. Um, and, you know, it, it, it took a while for me to start understanding that, that I was, that I was doing okay. Um, and I had a hard time like loving who I was and, and being happy about, about me, like just like the physical me. Um, and what I was saying earlier about like just being dark skin, it made it tough. Um, you know, it was tough when I was younger getting made fun of all the time. Um, you know, 
when you when you didn't look like I'll be sure and uh you know um heavy d like you didn't have those complexions and things like that you were just kind of considered just whatever and i didn't understand why and i didn't know what i what i did to to either piss people off or just make people all of a sudden just say he's ugly or you know he's not going to grow up to be anybody special um and i joke around with this sometimes but um not until what was it new jack city like back in what 91 or something like that when uh, Wesley Snipes, when once he once he came out, that's that's when that's that's when we started uh, rising up a little bit. Uh, so shout out to to Wesley and and Kumo D and uh, the other individuals that kind of brought the forefront for for dark skinned brothers like myself to to actually feel like we we do matter and, and that we we are good looking individuals, intelligent individuals, like things like that. Like I never thought that of myself when I was younger. Um, I just started to believe what people said. Uh, and there was this one time and I'm not going to, uh, say who this relative was, but there was this one time that someone told me when I was a kid that, you know, um, you know, you're dumb, black and ugly and you won't grow up to be anything. You're going to be just like your mom. That's how you're going to be, you know? And so for the longest time, that was something that, that drove me to, to be better and to be a better person and to not necessarily for myself, but just to prove that person wrong. And then I realized I was doing all that for the wrong reason. And I needed to be doing it for myself and and not for that person who said those things to me. Um, you know, so uh, not until maybe my senior year, freshman year of college, did I really start loving myself. Uh, and I had a huge confidence issue in, in high school, like just throughout school in general, um, just because I always felt like I just wasn't up to par with everyone else. I, I didn't, I wasn't accepted like by others. And that's how I felt just because of the way I looked. Um, and like I said, it took me a while to to realize that. And, and that's what, uh, you know, once I got into college, I started realizing that you're okay. You're, you're a good dude. Um, you're, you're doing all right for yourself. So, um, you know, that was college was a huge breaking point and a good thing, you know, a good thing for me. Um, so, you know, once I got into college, that's when I started kind of building my squad around me, building my friends around me, my group around me. Um, and, you know, uh, being a counselor, I always tell students that the people who you are friends with now, there's a good chance that, you know, 10, 15 years from now, they may not still be your close friends. Like you may still be cool with them or know them, but they may not still be your close friends. Um, and that's not to to knock them, but everyone goes through their changes and everyone goes through things and everyone, you know, you, you, you're changing so much. And, and that's how it was for me. And again, it's not knocking any of my friends in high school. I honestly think I did a great job of picking, of picking friends and choosing friends. I think that's one of my gifts of, you know, being able to pick people who I feel like are, are good, genuine people um, and, and being able to continue to have those people in my life, um, you know, and that's when I started to, you know, get my little squad. And the first person obviously was Vic, you know, um, and Vic's been there ever since. I don't even know, probably baths. I know there's a picture of us taking a bath together when we were like one or two. Um, so we, we've been in each other's lives for forever. 
Um, and then when I moved out to California, I met Tim, Tim Roberts. Tim Roberts was, uh, he was a person who, who looked at me for me. Um, he was the first like uh, dude who I actually uh, considered like my best friend. Uh, we did everything together. And to this day, that's my boy. That is my best friend. We did everything together. Um, and he took me under his wing and introduced me to things. And uh, he was never um, different towards me. So um, Tim is my my boy, uh, will always be. Um, after Tim came uh, Jason, Jason Dion. Jason Dion was, uh, I'll call him a, a huge polar bear. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the kind of the, the glue in my friends that kind of keeps us going. Um, he's always going to be the person that gives you real advice on, on what, what's going on. He doesn't like drama, which I appreciate. <laughs> so, uh, Jason also pissed me off a lot because he was that guy in college that never had to study. Um, or if he did study, he would study for like 15, 20 minutes and get a B on like a, a final or something like that. And I didn't understand how he did it. Uh, so, um, I'm not saying Jason's smart, uh, but he just, he studies well, I'll just say that. Uh, but nah, Jason is Jason my boy, smart guy, nice guy. Um, and we just got along, we just clicked, uh, you know, everything from our interests and stuff like that. And again, just being a guy who kept his head on straight and knew what he wanted and just um, just went by a good book, kind of like, like I did. Uh, which leads me to Marcus. Now, Marcus is the, like, the big brother who who I who I always wanted and I got eventually and I met him in Europe when we were playing football we were on the same team together and we were from the same city basically uh, and we never met each other so when I finally got to meet him uh, we clicked right away because he was kind of opposite the complete opposite of me in a sense of where he's way outgoing um, loves to you know have a good time uh, hang out with people things like that so, but at the same time, uh, Marcus doesn't care. Like he, he was the type of person back then. He's changed a lot. Like when I talk about people going through, through stages, he's definitely gone through stages of where he's changed in the sense of um, just himself, of finding his passion, uh, which I'm proud of. And I'm glad he did because he's damn good at it. Um, and being a family man. And uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of areas in which he's definitely grown up. And uh, some of it, which he's told me was just kind of, uh, stepping back and looking at who he was hanging out with and what he was doing, you know, and I actually felt good about it because it was something where he told me was that that's that's a main reason why you're still in my life is that you're someone who who pushes me, who I look at like, all right, cool. Like what little advice can I gain from D that or like what would he think in this situation? Uh, because back then there was there was no thinking. It was just reactions. Um and there's, uh, there's a lot of funny stories that Marcus and I have, and I'm gonna have him on here one day. Uh, and, and we're gonna reminisce about our old European days. So hopefully I, that doesn't get me in trouble with, uh, with the wife, but it's, it's, it's gonna be a good, a good funny time. So um, you guys will be hearing from uh, Marcus pretty soon. Um, you know, and, you know, after Marcus, uh, you know, the, the other person who, definitely you know stepped in i shouldn't say after marcus um she was always there uh was jamie like jamie's been there since college and um she was one of the first uh like girls women 
who kind of set that bar in the sense of this is how women should be treated type of deal. Um, and, you know, it was her actions. It wasn't her telling me. It was just how she acted and just what she said and her behavior and things like that. That made me realize, OK, so this is what they like and this is what I, I need to be doing. Um, and Jamie has always been my friend. And people ask, she has ever dated? No, we never dated. Uh, she's always just been my uh, my, my really good friend. Um, love her dearly. Uh, and she will always be my really good friend. Uh, so, you know, she helped me kind of figure out what it is that I, that I needed and I wanted in the sense of the type of girl and type of woman. And um, it was huge for me just simply just knowing that, especially in college, that there's a, a certain mold and a certain type that, you know, that women like and how they want to be treated and, you know, what they don't want guys to say to them and things like that. So uh, she helped me out a lot with that. And that was just from, like I said before, just from her, just being her, um, you know, and, and lastly, uh, you know, Olya, Olya has pushed me to so many areas in my life that I didn't think were possible. Um, and, you know, she's definitely my rock. Like we go through our ups and downs, just like everyone else. Um, but at the end of the day, she, she is my rock, you know, she, uh, she is my support and she's definitely, you know, there for me and encouraging me to do things and to better myself. Um, and, uh, you know, if it's, if it's not her, it's definitely Aaliyah. Aaliyah is definitely pushing me to, to be better as well. Um, but Olya taught me a lot. She taught me about family, just in the sense of how important family is and um, just really understanding that and believing in that, um, you know, and going back to kind of our background, uh, it, it, it makes sense to me of knowing like who's there for you, what you can do and provide for people and the importance of that um, and how not to be and get taken advantage of in a sense of, of family, because let's be honest, it, it does happen. Um, so, you know, there's nothing that and any information that comes my way, she knows about. So, and we, we talk about things and how to get through things. Um, and that communication piece is, you know, one of the biggest pieces of, you know, the glue that has kind of held us together and being able to talk to people about, about what you want, you know, so, you know, advice in a sense is just, just know who you're, who you're hanging out with, know who you're around, know who you can trust, um, know who you, uh, can believe in. Um, and the, you know, one of the things I learned is that from the start, you have my trust. I will give you my trust. I can meet you today for the first time. You have my trust. Now, the moment you break it, that's on you. So you have my trust. If you break it, you break it. Um, and then for me, I just make my decisions from there, you know, and that, that's kind of my mindset on things. I know some people are the opposite. No, you have to earn my trust. For me, you have it. You have my trust. Um, you know, so it, it's up to you to, to keep that or not. And, you know, depending on what you do, it, it kind of goes from there. Uh, and that's kind of the creed I live on as well, you know. So um, I just try to give myself, you know, that trust to, to make sure that, um, you know, 
that I can be trusted, that people can believe in me. Um, and that's kind of it for me, you know? So when you think about who you surround yourself from being around with, do they have your best interest at, you know, in hand? Do they support you? Are they there for you? Just like you are for them. Um, meaning, you know, when you need that ear, when you need that time to talk to someone, do they give you that same attention that you give them? Uh, there's just things to think about, you know, and if they don't, it doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't make them a bad person at all. Um, you know, maybe it just means that in your life, there's, you know, someone else there for you who, you know, will give you that attention that you need in the sense of like that you're giving them. So it should be a two way street when it comes to friends and not a, not a one way street. Um, you know, and that's that's pretty much it for just the whole, you know, friends and and, and family aspect of it um, or fitting in, I should say, um, you know, and the last thing real quick is don't worry about necessarily fitting in, you know, just just know that uh, you are who you are for a reason. You can't pick your family. You know, you can't choose who it is that you want to to be around. And, you know, yeah, that's just kind of the, the the gift that you were given. So, um, you know, that's pretty much it for this episode. As I always say, remember to stay positive and know that uh, things get tough for, for a reason. Push through the tough. You know that you are important. Um, keep your heads up. And, you know, I'll be here to talk to you next week uh, about another topic. Uh, until next time, this is your boy D'Angelo signing out from D.C. to Cali.